This is Wessler Media. Are you uh, tattooed any celebrities coming through? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, one of the most recently, I think the guy, one of the guys from that 21 Pilots band got tattooed here. I've never seen like an 85 year old dude in the mirror loving his skin and just being like, oh man, look how good, oh look at this, look how good I look. Glad I never got that tattoo. I'd look silly now. It's like, who loves the way they look when they're 85 other than old tattooed people? The Ohio State Fair and Wessler Media are proud to present A Fair to Remember discovering the stories and people behind this statewide tradition. This is Season 1, Episode 5. We are constantly competing against each other in the live cooking challenges, where it's like, you know, the breakfast challenge, for instance. That year again, I won first place, and you have no idea, absolutely no idea how excited I was to win first place in that competition, and to finally, finally beat her in something. The first I did myself when I was 14 on my leg. It's a tiny little straight edge X. I was straight edge when I was a teenager. And my friends and I all made tattoo machines. That's the voice of Columbus, Ohio tattoo artist Joey Knuckles. He's also the primary organizer for the Fair's tattoo competition. Very stupid. <laughs> not, not advisable. Um, but at least we had the sense of mind to only use our machines on ourselves. Like, we didn't like, trade machines. At least we we're still kind of thinking a little bit. <laughs> it still doesn't matter. You're using a sharpened guitar string. <laughs> Joey's head is completely shaven. He is covered in tattoos. And there are very few parts of this man that are not decorated with some kind of art. He is inked all the way up and down his neck, his thighs and calves. Like I said, just about everywhere. When I just turned 16, I moved away from home. And, you know, I, I've been an adult most of my life, you know, so it's probably why I never really gave up being a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not, not demeaning the profession, but you color for a living. Yeah, yeah, Except yeah. on people. Yeah, tell that to, <laughs> tell that to the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just color, man. Don't, don't worry about me. To the average person, Joey's body art might seem disorganized and messy, but it's anything but. His skin is really a canvas, and he points out some legends that have tattooed him. You know, like that's, I see myself kind of as a tattoo collector. Uh, this leg I got mostly from like legends of tattooing, to be honest with you. Uh, this was a lady named Deborah Cooper, one of the oldest living tattooers still to be working. Uh, Bowery Stan Moskowitz, he actually, the older sheet of flash I showed you earlier. Um, this is Derb that does Hell City. This is one of the oldest guys that works in Philly. Joey owns three shops in town, and the walls are lined with hundreds of frames of thousands of art options. His reverence for the profession and the art form come through in the way they describe some of his pieces. Folk art. You know, like the designs off the wall, that's, that's like, again, passing the folk art down. Back when I learned a tattoo, that's what everybody picked. And now people will come in with a design on their phone that someone else already has tattooed on them and be like, I want this tattoo. And we'll be like, cool, well, where do you want to put it? Right where they have it. That is an interesting transition for tattooing and how technology has impacted the folk art that Joey talks about. Until recently... Much of the art inside the shops has been somewhat exclusive to the area. Now, inspiration for ink comes from everywhere. I did a tattoo that said friends and family on my friend, and his name was Joe Friend. And I misspelled the word friend. I did free. 
and he didn't notice for two years. I think it was. And I think a girlfriend of his at the time is who finally pointed it out. He still uh, busts my chops every time I see him about it, too. Yeah, I oh, remember we messed this up. Like, yeah, what was it, 20 years ago I messed up once? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> at least it was on you, jerk. <laughs> Gotta penetrate. The skin has seven layers uh, of the epidermis, and, and you gotta penetrate into three layers to, to leave a permanent mark. And so we, the needle penetrates into the third layer of skin, and uh, there's ink, you know, kind of put up underneath the skin during the process, and it stains within that third layer of skin. And eventually, the top two layers will heal over top of the stain. Bingo, bango, bingo, we got a tattoo. He spends many of his days putting art on other people. So what does Joey Knuckles receive from doing all this? An hourly rate? No. <laughs> uh, no, um, um, I would probably be a much worse person if it wasn't for tattooing. You know, I'm not a very educated person. Um, all of my education and intelligence and, um, and, and you know, the things that I've, like, say, read or looked into or researched throughout my life has all been brought to me through tattoo art. Joey Knuckles is a huge tattoo influencer in Columbus, so it makes sense that he's the MC of the tattoo competition at the Ohio State Fair, and it takes place in the Showplace Pavilion. At the Ohio State Fair, there are nearly 30 to 40,000 entries each year, so needless to say, there are many competitions going on, and one that can get kind of heated is baking. I've done a cupcake competition two times. I've done the ultimate breakfast um, challenge. I've done a chopped competition twice. I've done a grilling competition. I've done a chili cook-off. That's done... the voice of Margaret Casey. She is a 33-year-old mother of two, Columbus resident and fierce competitor at the Ohio State Fair. She also happens to be my sister. I've done uh, brownies. So Margaret began to compete at the fair in 2007. While she didn't win anything, it was still fun to be at the fair and work hard for that blue ribbon. So she enters another competition in 2008. Again, she comes up short. 2009, still nothing. But in that same year, mom wins. But mom didn't win just anything. She won a creative cake competition, a blue ribbon for our family birthday cake. She had put candles in it and it was all cute looking and wrote happy birthday on it. And they gave her first, you know, the first place and just praised it up and down and were so excited. Like, this is the most precious cake. We love it. It's just so celebratory. And uh, the next day, like the news calls and they're like, hi, can we interview you on our show? We want you to come in and, you know, kind of show us how you make it and all this. And I'm like, I would have done that in a heartbeat. I would have like been on the news, you know, I would have loved that standing there cooking on TV and I would have loved to get a blue ribbon. But she, um, yeah, she did it. And I know she did it all feeling horrible too because it was like, oh my gosh, poor, my poor daughter, all she wants is a ribbon. I'm walking away with a blue ribbon and all this. After experiencing three ribbonless losing years in a row combined with mom's victory, Margaret had to try another time in 2010. Yet again, nothing. Absolutely nothing at the Ohio State Fair. While she didn't abandon all hope on a state level, Margaret decided to try some smaller fairs. I had gotten second place, let's say, in the Christmas cookies. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that's exciting. Look at that. I got second place in that. I'm looking around, and I was, like, all excited, though. Like, well, where are the other ones? Like, that's so, that's really cool. I'm excited that I got second place. And as I look around, I'm like, there, no one else competed. 
one person got first place and I lost, basically. Like, I mean, stop and think about this. If you and one other person compete and one other person gets first place, you lost. There was just me, the loser, and one other person. It was fifth time's a charm for Margaret in 2011, when after five years of hard work on and off the fairgrounds, she finally won a blue ribbon for a creative cupcake competition. Fortune has turned for my sister Margaret in recent years. She still experiences losses from time to time, but also has her fair share of victories. But there's still one catch. She has an arch nemesis. There is a specific competitor who every year shows up in full force. And as someone who competes annually, um, I see this woman every year and she is she is my arch nemesis. We have never we've never spoken. <laughs> it's serious business. We are constantly competing against each other in the live cooking challenges where it's like, you know, the breakfast challenge, for instance. That year again, I won first place and you have no idea, absolutely no idea how excited I was to win first place in that competition and to finally, finally beat her in something. It is a huge joke amongst uh, me and some of like my circle of friends. It's like, yes, I have this arch nemesis at the fair. You know, it's just American to, to kind of want to compete and win. So who is this arch nemesis? Who is this woman? Well, we found her and we'll talk to her next on A Fair to Remember. We're back in a minute. All right, I'm recording. You with me, Karen? Uh, I'm here. Well, I, uh, I, got, I got something to tell you though, Karen. Hey, real quick. If you're looking for a new or better job in Ohio, look no further than ohiomeansjobs.com. More than 150,000 job opportunities are posted at any given time. 150,000. And more than half pay at least $50,000 a year. So your opportunities out there, they're going to help you find it at ohiomeansjobs.com. And you know what? You want to know how much it costs to go on this website and look for a new or better job for you? Nothing. $0.00. It's ohiomeansjobs.com. And what's even cooler, too, it's so simple. The Ohio Means Jobs app. So you can get it right there on your phone. So you click over, go to the Apple Store, download it, the Ohio Means Jobs app. Check it out right now and look for more information online, ohiomeansjobs.com. Welcome back to A Fair to Remember. I'm Vince Tornero. Please continue to share your stories with us on social media and also the website, ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. And make sure you give this podcast a five-star rating on iTunes, wherever you listen, because it helps other people discover these great stories. Again, ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. In the last segment, you got to know my sister, Margaret, a strong 11-year competitor at the Ohio State Fair. Over the years, she signed up for a number of events, and she has her fair share of blue ribbons. But she also has her share of run-ins with a specific competitor. We jokingly call this woman the arch nemesis because she and Margaret have faced each other in many competitions. So while talking to Margaret about this arch nemesis, I got the idea to call the enemy. And with a little help from Bart Prince in the entry department at the fair, I did. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, 
Karen. Uh, this is Vince with the uh, Ohio State Fair podcast. Uh, Your message was on our machine when we got back from vacation, and I was just so busy because we got back with a dozen things. I thought, I'll get to that message. I'll get to it. I'll, I'll take care of it. And before I had a chance to, I got an email from Barb telling me that uh, you had been trying to reach me. I'm Karen Haldeman from Cincinnati, Ohio. I enter in uh, the family arts, um, uh, some sewing, some scrapbooking, um, a lot of foods. Two things to keep in mind here at this point in the conversation. Karen has no idea why I'm calling her. Yeah, I want to get to know her as a competitor, but she at least right now has no idea who my sister is. And quite frankly, I don't know who she is either. Something I learned very quickly is that Karen is a serious competitor. Very serious. I don't know. Every year I say I'm going to tear it down a little bit, and I, I actually did. I entered five fewer things this year than I did last year, but I still entered 42 entries. Like, like 42? Is that, did I hear that right? You heard it right. If someone is entering 42 competitions each year at the fair, it definitely didn't start out that way. They had to have been doing this for a really long time, and Karen has. She's in her mid-70s, and she has been doing this since she was 13. Well, I think yesterday I said it was the summer of, of 56, but I actually, when I went back to my records last night, and in fact, I, I looked at that paper that I sent you a copy of, uh, it was the summer of 55, because it was in the summer before I went into the seventh grade. Karen is obviously a serious competitor at the fair, since she's been doing this for a long time. However, she also has a special dedication as well. During the run of the fair, Karen makes multiple trips of I-71 from her Cincinnati home with various types of baked goods. Cakes are one of those things that just in the last few years, they've separated the entry date, the due date for those, from the rest of the baked goods like the yeast breads and the quick breads, which has been wonderful because um, that allows you to concentrate just on those cakes, getting them iced and getting them to the fair. Uh, hopefully in good condition. If we could just get the state to repair that stretch of 71. Um, I can't think of a... Uh, Mount Sterling is the exit closest to it. But it's like driving through a minefield when you're trying to keep cakes in good condition. While she is obviously disappointed when victory doesn't happen, competition is far deeper than winning for this retired teacher. Karen talked about a woman named Catherine, someone that she's become very close with over the years, competing at the fair. I, I think I was telling you that uh, her adult children don't quite understand this, how we can be such good friends. Competition doesn't uh, uh, make an enemy of anybody. You know, our friendships are, are better than that. Even when she describes losing and facing her own competitors and various other challenges, Karen has the sweetest and most kind responses going to say we're not disappointed when we don't win. Of course, there's always that little bit of disappointment. But um, but if we let that show every year, then we're the only one that suffers. The other competitors don't. Um, you know, they go happily on their way with their ribbon in hand. <laughs> so as we're reaching the end of the conversation, I have to tell her about Margaret and how she's the arch nemesis. And of course, Karen responds in the most Karen way possible. <laughs> Bless her heart and tell her I said thank you, but uh, I'm not as good as she thinks I am. Coming up on A Fair to Remember, a preview of the next episode. That's next. We're back in 60 seconds.
The fair is over 160 years old. That is incredible. There is so much happening in this state that it is it, it's nuts when you when you drive around. What I what I try to do sometimes is think about the stories that only happen within the Ohio State Fair. But when you're driving and you look to your right, look to your left, when you're maybe riding your bike, you're walking through a park, whatever, everybody has a story. So what is your story? What is an experience you had at the fair that you would like to submit for consideration of season two? And think about this. When you walk around the fair, there may be a couple up on the sky ride. There could be another couple who is maybe getting ready to get a funnel cake or an apple dumpling at Rutana's or something like that. You know, you ever think about that? Like, what are there? That, that, could, be, that could be a story starting right now. That could be a first date. That's what I think about when I walk around the fairground. So what's your story? OhioStateFair.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to A Fair to Remember. I'm Vince Tornero. And if you like Ohio's Fair, you can hear more about Ohio's music on my other podcast, In the Record Store. Listen to it now on all major podcasting platforms. So on the next episode, there's one more important part of the State Fair we haven't covered yet. And we're going to do more than just this, but this is a big one. The concerts. So you got Johnny Cash and June Carter. Now, she wasn't with him every time. Okay. But uh, a total of 11 times. So Johnny Cash, 11 times. The Osmonds, 10 times. I didn't know if I was being set up. I mean, it was, I don't know, maybe he has one of those photographic, I was stunned. So if I'm flying off the handle and screaming, then everyone else is going, oh, this is a bad day. Next, we're going to go deep behind the scenes to get to know the people and stories you never see or hear from. And a tumultuous relationship with a future mother-in-law smoothed over by a concert at the fair with a little help from the OSF and Willie Nelson. All that coming up on A Fair to Remember. That's next. A Fair to Remember is presented by the Ohio State Fair and produced by Wessler Media. Shout out to executive producer and PR manager for the fair, Alicia Schultz. She gave me the great opportunity to help tell these stories. Special thank you to Joey Knuckles, his tattoo crew, Margaret Casey, Karen Halderman, and Barb Prince in the fair office. Our opening theme is the beautiful Ohio Waltz, performed by the 1994 All-Ohio State Fair Band. And finally, thank you to anyone who's done anything at all to help make this podcast a reality. And thank you for attending the fair because you too are part of this great tradition. This has been a fair to remember. I'm your host, Vince Tornero, and I'll see you on the Midway. Hey, Margaret. Yeah. I guess who I just got off the phone with. Mm, I don't know who. Karen Halderman. I don't know who that way. Who is that? Your arch nemesis at the fair. I am so embarrassed to go to the fair this year. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast 
from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's WesslerMedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.